If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy Saturday, pet lovers. Have you ever gone into a pet store looking for a little something special for your fur kids and then you stop at the treat aisle and you're immediately overwhelmed? <laughs> well, you're not alone. It's, it's actually one of my favorite things to do to go to the store, look at all the new treats for my dogs and cats and get them something special. But it can also be one of the most confusing things I do in the pet store. I mean, the latest and greatest treat seems to be changing weekly and there are so many new options. And if you're like me and in the pet industry and you go to these big events where even more new things are out there. It's really hard to know what's just trendy and what is truly the latest and greatest thing and really is a must-have for your fur kids. Now, I am super-duper lucky because my local pep shop has an amazing selection of treats, and the staff there is really knowledgeable. They are so great at helping me and my family find just the right thing for our fur family. And they'll even order special treats for us when they don't have our favorite in stock. So I thought the best way to start off our show today, which is all about unique and innovative treats, would be to invite one of the co-owners from my personal pet store, Firehouse Pet Shop here in Wenatchee, to chat with us today. So I've invited Jennifer Larson to Pet Lover Geek. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, thank you for having me. Super excited to have you, and I think we talk to each other weekly. <laughs> so, But yes. <laughs> I, I want to chat with, with you about, I know that you have a really strong criteria about what you will bring into the firehouse. So what kind of criteria do you use when you're looking and deciding what of these new treats are you going to bring into stock? There's a lot of them. Uh, first, I would say, you know, we try to obviously do no corn, no wheat, no soy, no byproducts. Um, definitely nothing from China. So we look at sourcing, we look at where it's produced, where it's packaged. Um, we don't carry any rawhide. We look at, you know, for example, for body parts, are they chemically treated? Um, how are they processed and where are they sourced? Um, we looked for local companies if we can. That's important to us. We look at ingredients. We look at carbs and calories. There's all different all different factors we take into consideration. Yeah, and I think, I think that's one of the things I love about small uh, stores like you guys, independent stores, rather than the big, huge chains, because it's clear when you go into some of those big chains, there's a lot of ride. There are definitely things from China. There are things that are full of colors and you know, artificial colors and flavors and things like that. And I don't find any of that kind of stuff in your store. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just had a customer yesterday say the same thing. He's like, you know, when you go to a big box store, you see all different kinds of treats, but they're all over the spectrum. And when I come in here, I just know that you've done that homework for us and I don't mm-hmm. need to try to sift through it all and wade through what's good and what's bad. I just know that whatever I buy is safe. And right. um, and that means a lot. That's what we try to shoot for. Well, and that's why I love it. And I, I, cause when I go into a Petco or a PetSmart and I sometimes do because of convenience or what have you, mm-hmm. yeah. I have to go and look at every single thing and, and know in my mind what, what's important criteria here. I love the fact that you guys do that for me. So, so yeah. one, once you've, you've, you've got these up here, then people come in and they're looking at the treats. What are the most common things that they're asking you? A lot of them that are asking questions are people that maybe have allergies or have health issues and they're looking for, um, you know, lower calorie or things for diabetic dogs or um, certain proteins that their dog can have. A lot of them like, you know, they want a training treat that's maybe small, um, 
a lot of them just want certain ingredients. You know, they don't want any wheat or any grain. Grain-free, obviously, is a big thing out there right now. So a lot of people immediately want grain-free. A lot of them want organic, non-GMO. Um, it's kind of all over the board, but we do get we do get mostly people asking that need certain things, certain solutions for their dogs. Mm-hmm. Most most of the other consumers that really they're kind of just grab what they like and go because they know what they like. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, and I I have one dog as you know that has a, a a whole bunch of different health issues, but then the other dog is just like, mm-hmm. what do I what do I think he'll like to eat, type of thing. So what's, yeah. yep. what what's most popular right now uh, for dogs, for example? What's the most popular treats on your shelves? One of our best selling treats is called No Hides by Earth Animal. That's one of our most popular treats. There's times that I'll look in line and we'll have you know a lineup of people, and every single person in line will have them in their hands. Um, they're really popular as a rawhide alternative, so not so much of a package treat option, but that's one of our biggest sellers for more of a chew. And mm-hmm. as far as treats go, uh, Play-Doh sells really well. Um, those are popular treats. Our bulk bar is actually one of our best-selling treats. Um, we keep a wide variety of bulk options in our bulk bar for $4.99 a pound. So those ones always are really popular, and we try to change it up and offer different things in it. Most, you know, pretty much all of it is very healthy. Uh, limited ingredient, for example, bocce treats. Um, the cheese is just cheese and oats. That's it. Just two ingredients. So we try to keep things like that that are um, a good option that people can mix and match mm-hmm. in our bulk op- in our bulk option. Uh, for packaged treats, one of the ones that I brought in recently that I love is Wild Meadow Farms. Um, they have a bunch of different treat options, and they've sold really well for us. They have all different kinds of training treats, jerky treats, freeze-dried treats, and they all do really well. Yeah, my dogs are big fans of the freeze-dried treats. I think it's Etta, the Etta Says ones. Oh, my gosh. Those are like... Yeah. yeah. And and then we also like for our cats. Now, our cats, as you know, because we special order it from you yeah. guys, are, are uh, we, we call it kitty crack. It's the fe- freeze-dried from Wildside. It's the freeze-dried salmon. What other kinds of treats are really popular with the cats? We have a new newer treat out that's called, it's by Chow, and they are called Churus, and they're like a pate and a stick, and it comes with four sticks. That's one of our best-selling cat treats. They also, a lot of people call it kitty crack, and curse us for giving them a sample, because now their cats have to have it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that one's been very popular. Um, the Wild Side Salmon does well, and they're out of Seattle, which is always nice to support a local company. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sell quite a bit of the Origin freeze-dried treats for cats. They're high-protein, low-carb, um, which obviously for cats is really great. And, yeah, those are probably our top sellers for cats. Are there any of these new trendy treats that maybe aren't big sellers? Like, but, well, for example, we got our, our dogs some uh, kale-based treats, and, and one dog was like, oh, okay, I can deal with this. And the other dog was like, are you kidding me? Um, so are there any, <laughs> are there any some of the, tri- the trendier treats that maybe don't do as well for you guys? Yes. Yes, it is. It's always a risk. You know, we're getting ready to go to Super Zoo again, and I'm super excited because I always love to look for new treats and something kind of new and exciting for the store and new to the customers. And last year we brought some in that didn't do so well, and that's okay. And I think they were great treats, but they just didn't um, didn't sell well. So they'll be going away, and I'll be bringing in something new. And the kale, good example. My dog loves the kale treats, um, but she likes just about everything. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, those ones aren't, you know, as big of sellers as some of the other ones, even though they're great and healthy for the dog. But do yeah, you wonder so we if do some of that, that a lot. Do you some? Do you want? I mean, like, I wonder with kale. Like, for example, my husband was like, "Kale, really? I'm not going to give my dog kale." And I, I, I think it's most kind of our own perceptions. Tell of, Tom it's good for your dog. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, 
I feel like sometimes we make, it's a marketing decision, you know, for us, we're, we're appealing yeah. to the marketing. So for me, I'm like, uh, my health food nut here in the, the house. And so I'm like, Ooh, health mm-hmm. food for the dogs. And of course he's like, you know, loves his burgers. Um, so, yeah. and, but I mean, do you think that some of these decisions that are made about why something doesn't do well and does do well is because of our perceptions about it from absolutely. human viewed perception? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even, even packaging, you know, we brought in wild meadow farms a while ago and, and it certain, they have a few different lines and some do better than others. And a lot of it is packaging. Customers all say, Oh my gosh, I love this package because they're beautiful. Yeah. But that sells. So I think, you know, and it's funny, like back to the kale thing, my dog eats kale fresh. Like I give her kale, she'd eat a whole bag of kale. She loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everybody's dog will. So it just kind of depends. So I see the kale in the package and I'm like, Oh, I know my dog loves kale because I feed it to her raw, you know, and right. she'll eat it. So, but everybody, everybody, you know, dogs are different. So yeah, definitely. That's why we have a very big variety of treats. <laughs> well, and there's a couple things that I know you guys refuse to stock in the store. And you mentioned a couple of them earlier. But if you were like, if you're advising a pet parent, particularly a new pet parent, what things would you say avoid these things in treats? Definitely rawhide. Um, definitely anything from China. I would really pay close attention. You know, marketing is they're very talented and it's very tricky. So you can see USA on a package. It doesn't mean it's sourced from the USA. So you want to look at that too. So just because there's a little flag on it, you should also ask the question, where is it packaged? Where is it processed? Mm-hmm. Um, those are all things that we have to really do more homework on. Um, I try to ask questions about their facility, which obviously the average consumer might not do, but we try to do that for the consumer. Um you know, we've even seen videos of plants and, and gone into like their facility to see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I would say um, try to avoid high carbs. So look at what you're feeding as far as calories. Some people don't count treats in their daily allotment of food, mm. but yet some people are giving a lot of treats. <laughs> so yeah. that just leads to the obesity problem that we're seeing with dogs mm-hmm. and cats right now. It's a huge problem. Um, in pets right now. So if you can try to look at, you know, your calorie count, your carb count and see, you know, is it potato versus meat protein? Potato is going to be a lot higher glycemic. So they're going to be a lot better off with a meat-based protein. So just Mm -hmm. look for things like that. What are your favorite tree companies? And you mentioned a couple of them now, but what are things that, that, because not everybody has the the benefit of being able to live in Wenatchee and shop at your place. So what are your favorite tree companies that people should look for? Um, you know, one of the ones that I carried recently that I brought in and it was from people on the Seattle side that actually came into our store and said, do you carry Sam's yams from, from Perch Pets? And I didn't at the time. And I brought them in based on consumers asking for them. I thought if they're bringing me a bag saying, can you get these? Then obviously mm-hmm. they're pretty good. And I love them. They've been really popular. They're a long, long lasting chew, but it's just sweet potato. That's it. So um, I would look for those kind of single source ingredient treats too are really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, not too much stuff in them. So you shouldn't see a long list on the ingredient label um, when you're looking for them. Um, I like, let's see, Sam's Yams. I already mentioned Wild Meadow. Um, we do sell um, the Edisez, which are very popular. We have Cloud Star treats, which you can also find in a big box store. Those are popular. Um, Zooks you can find in a big box store if you don't have a local independent pet store by you so those ones also do really well Awesome. I think I'm not in front of my treat wall. So <laughs> I know, right? If you were there, you'd There's probably... There's a lot. Open. Yeah. Well, thanks so yeah. much for your time today, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. 
Sure, no problem. Thank you. Have a great day. We will. And, and folks, if you are ever in Wenatchee, Washington, make sure to stop by Firehouse Pet Shop on Wenatchee Avenue. You won't regret it. And you can also take your dog into the basement and get him uh, washed there as well. It's fantastic. Stay tuned. <laughs> Up next, we will be talking to a treat maker that makes super smart cookies for your furry Einstein. You're listening to Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Aliens with Gas, we are the Extraterrestrial Rock Show, airing every Saturday afternoon on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix, a phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We are back, pet lovers, and today we are chatting about unique treats for our fur kids. Now, who doesn't love giving treats to your pets? I mean, it's one of the most fun things that we do, you know, with either training or playing or just because you love them and they're so darn cute. And so many of our pets, particularly dogs, are food motivated and treats are just a daily part of what we do and how we keep them happy. But as our last guest mentioned, you really have to start taking the calories that treats are bringing into your pet's body into account. And some pets have as many 
calories consumed in their treats as they do in their standard food. And it's a big problem because obesity is a growing epidemic in this country for our pets. Cats, for example, it's estimated that over 57% are categorized as obese. And with uh, with dogs, it's, it's almost as bad at 52%. That's just incredible. And, and like humans, obesity is going to lead to a whole host of medical issues. And it really diminishes quality of life over the long run. Now, your pet relies on you to regulate their food and their treats. It's not like us where we can say, the pet doesn't say, hey, I'm going to go on a diet. If it's in front of them, they're going to eat it. Um, so it's really on you to make sure that the treats that you're giving are healthy and also helping to meet uh, your dog or your cat's caloric needs. So with that in mind, I'm really excited to have on the show Kelly Eisen. She's the founder and CEO of Einstein Pets. They're the maker of healthy, nutritional and low-calorie yummy dog treats. Kelly, welcome to Pet Lover Geek. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm, I'm excited to have you, too. Now, we've known each other for a long time, and smart cookies are, are big, big uh, things in our household. And I want to ask you, what was the inspiration behind starting Einstein Pets? Because there's a ton of treats out there. Why, why start a new one? We actually started our company because of our current uh, dog that we have, um, who's almost six years old, Abby. She is um, the reason we started our company. When we um, got Abby, we've had dogs in the past, and we fed them kibble, and we fed them treats, but we never really looked into how we fed them. And then I realized when we got Abby, we wanted to make sure we treated her um, with great treats, uh, good food. And treated her as if she is part of our family, which she is. And so when we started Einstein Pets, it really was a nod to her, the name it is anyway, because we Einstein Pets is brilliant, uh, a genius, and that so are Westies. So the name came from Abby. Um, we think she's smart. We're a little biased, but we think she's really smart. <laughs> and we really wanted a company that represented a healthy outlook on treats and it's you know we hear so many people talk about not giving treats to their dogs we don't want to overload them with treats and I think it's really important to understand and distinguish why Einstein Pets is so different we started our company because we believe our dog is part of our family just like so many others they believe their dogs are part of their family and we wanted to treat Abby as such and we give her great food, and, and we feed her really well to make sure that she's happy and healthy. And part of that is the treat that we created. It was created with a low calorie in mind, um, and the way we create our treats, um, they're manufactured so they're less dense, which creates a low calorie treat in mind for all animal lovers. And so it allows, um, with the chia seed that we have in it, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but the chia seed is so healthy in our treats that we want you to feed your dog treats. We want you to have an Einstein Pets bag of treats in your house at all times. It helps with digestion. It helps with their teeth. And so we created all this in mind just because of Abby. And I, I gotta, I'm glad you brought up the chia, the chia seeds uh, because we talk a lot about trends on this show. And we say, you know, what's 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 a fad and what's for real? And that's one of those things that we try to help people filter through as part of this show. And chia seeds, it seems to me like I, every time I go to the store, I'm seeing everything new is made with chia seeds now. And, you know, first of all, what the heck is it? And, and why is it so newly popular? I mean, are they a fad or are they for real? Well, 
I, I definitely don't think they're a fad. They are for real. And it's taken us five years just from our side to get the word out. I can remember the day we tried to sell, start selling our treats into retail shops. And they really did look at us really strange and say, why would I ever feed my dog chia seeds when half the people don't understand what they can do? And even though you try to explain how great they are and they're here to stay, it's a superfood as everybody likes to label them, mm-hmm. um, they really gave you the four four eyes, right? And, and said, we're not taking those on. Well, and it's funny so, too, Kelly, because I got to say, you know, chia, I think of chia seeds, I'm thinking chia pets, which definitely <laughs> were a fad. You know, those things that you like grow little, uh, you know, uh, plants on top of the clay stuff. But and these well, are the same it. things, right? They are. So it's plant-based, which is what makes our treat so special. It's a unique process that we've created that everything in there is plant-based. Um, most of our line is vegetarian. We have one uh, treat that is turkey um, with other vegetarian items in it. But plant-based is a huge importance to the body and how people feel. And chia seed is absolutely here to stay. And people are starting to look at other ways to incorporate chia seed like we do. We incorporate it. We don't, um, it's not something that's sprinkled around. And so it makes a huge difference in how much your pet is getting into their body and getting the nutrients that they need. So just just to highlight why it's so important to have chia seed or superfood like chia seed in the body's treats or dog food is it really is great for the immune system and the skin and coat. And you're right. When you start thinking of chia seed, you start thinking of the chia pet, right? Everybody has that on their mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when I know when I'm talking to you right now, you actually have that and it's going on in your mind and you're playing it back. Yeah. Um, but you have to remember, it's just a, a plant-based product and there's no harmful effects about it. It's all great things. You know, there's so much fiber in it that it will alleviate any constipation any pet may have. But it also helps with that weight loss that you mentioned early on and also about maintaining weight because chia seed is great for helping dogs maintain a weight as well as losing weight. Um, Because a lot of um, people, people, and I say people because you can eat our treats, that have chia seed in their diet want to feed it to their pets. And it's because they want to be able to maintain their metabolism. So a lot of people who are working out with their dogs and do a lot of sports activities, besides being overweight, it's a great product for those that are using it in the sports industry with their pets because it will help metabolize their system and they can sustain a longer endurance versus having to eat a lot of food just to maintain uh, one lap around around the track, so to speak. Well, yeah, and especially since so many of us feed our pets like in the morning and the evening and, and you know, they're not getting lunch or anything like that. These treats are really can help them maintain that. Now, you mentioned uh, that humans could eat these, and, and I want to talk a little bit about human grade. I see that every now and then on packages of treats and food, and it says human grade ingredients. What does that mean? I think it's great that you're, you're mentioning all these key uh, items that – we are always trying to educate consumers on as well as retailers, right? Because the, ultimately they're the ones who are going to be selling our product. And what it really means is we've actually, you know, you hear the term farm to table. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that. You're taking it right from the farm to the, the tree. So there's no breakdown of the product. We may take, for example, the human grade um, carrots that we use in our products and we may dehydrate them. 
and then it allows us to use more of them into our treats. But it literally is taking it right from the ground, cleaning them up, and then bringing them into our treats. Right. It's not like byproducts. And a, lo- a lot of things that are out there right now for dogs and cats are actually from byproducts or it's the stuff that, that humans don't want to use. So then they're putting it into pet food. And it, it kind of turns my stomach a little bit, actually, when you think about it. It's very, it's really sad. And, the, and on top of it, you know, you mentioned about all the high calories um, that are going into a lot of the treats. And mm-hmm. we talk about our product being low calorie. It is sad because I there is a prime example out there of um, a particular treat that is always at all the trade shows that we attend, and people are gobbling up their treats, meaning eating them, because they always tout how great they are. They taste so wonderful. Mm-hmm. But if you turn the bag over, yes, they taste wonderful because they have all natural cane sugar in them. It's mm-hmm. still sugar. I know, and trying to tell people that that is not good for your dog, they don't listen. They're like, well, it's not a lot, but it's still sugar. They yeah. don't need sugar. No, and so, none of us need sugar, frankly. <laughs> well, no, but just like our pets, every once in a while, you know, you give in and you allow them to have yeah. a few little things that they shouldn't have. And that's why we we go back to our treats, which, you know, we make seven products that you can choose from. If one dog doesn't like a particular flavor, we have six to choose from. And you know what? It really does help them in their whole digestion, and it gives them that great, vibrant coat that everybody's always looking for in the teeth. Mm-hmm. And it just helps you take care of your pet throughout its life. You want your dog to be happy, right? And healthy because then ultimately you're happy. Yeah. And, and, and you guys, this, this is something I'm curious about. I mean, you mentioned that they're low calorie. They're five calories each, which is incredible. How do you verify that val- calorie count when you're actually creating? How do you make sure that every treat is going to be just five calories? Well, we have a process. So we originally started through a commercial commercial kitchen, excuse me. And through that process, there was a lot of variation, right? It, mm-hmm. it was handmade. Our treats are still original recipes, but we work with a company that allows us to grow um, as we grow. And so we create the treats that are standard. And so everyone comes out standardized. Mm-hmm. There's less variation. So we can really look at our crude and our fat and our fiber and there's a standard calculation that's used by um, the industry that allows you to calculate it. So you will see on the back of the bags, it'll say calculated. It literally means somebody calculated the, um, the content as well as the calories. Mm-hmm. So as we grow in the industry and things become a little bit more standardized, you probably will start seeing more of the details of the calories. Right. But right now, the requirement is just to have a calorie count on there. Well, and so I, we I know that's going to be really important for people as moving forward because, like we said, it is an epidemic. Now, unfortunately, we're out of time, and I want to make sure that people know where to get these treats. You can go to EinsteinPets.com, or you can actually call us at 727-823-8233. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kelly. Thank you. Stick around, pet lovers. Up next, we're going to talk about another really important new treat trend. It's treats that use the power of cannabis to help our fur kids live healthier, happier lives. That's what's next on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show. The Sharon Kleiner Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. 
Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We've got more deliciousness today on Pet Lover Geek. We are learning all about innovative, unique treats for our fur kids this morning. Now, we've talked about cannabis-based treats before on the show. In fact, when we were talking about innovative approaches to cancer, it was one of the things that we talked about a lot. But that was specifically about helping to treat cancer and some of the things related to that. Today, we're going to dig a little bit deeper and just talk in general about CBD treats and how great they can be for pets, for wellness and everything like that. And I'm really excited. We have the founder and CEO of Treatables to chat with us today. Her name is Juliana Carella, and I'm really excited to have you on the show, Juliana. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I want to, it's kind of funny because... Uh, everywhere I look right now, it seems that there are cannabis and hemp-based products. And I mean, I live in Washington State, so I think I'm probably surrounded because now everything's, we've got the recreational marijuana here now that's legal, but mm-hmm. it seems that they're everywhere. So what mm-hmm. inspired you to jump into this fray and start Treatables? <laughs> well, actually, it started um, with our human product line, um, which was started in 2008, Auntie Dolores. Uh, we're one of the first edibles companies in the world, and um, about a few years into that, some of our patients were asking if they could give our THC products to their animals, and uh, we just didn't think that was a good idea because THC can be very toxic for um, animals and dogs especially, so we decided to work on a CBD product and um, using you know full plant extract and including all those other amazing chemicals that are in the plant, mm-hmm. uh, but really focusing on making an, a non-psychoactive product that would be really beneficial for animals, and that's sort of how it all began. Um, the 
brand of treatables was basically born out of this curiosity and how can we treat animals successfully with with phytocannabinoids. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, it's really important that because I, my mom uh, has some cannabis-based biscuits that she feeds her dogs, and some people were teasing her about, oh, my God, you're giving your dog marijuana. And it's, it's not the THC stuff that we think of with humans that gets you high or whatever. It's completely different chemical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, when we started um, our first company, Auntie Dolores, in 2008, uh, excuse me, CBD wasn't even on anybody's radar um, we didn't actually become familiar with CBD until about 2010 or 2011, and that's when we asked uh, some of our cultivators up in Mendocino County to, to plant some of these types of uh, cannabis strains, and um, they're very different than, than the THC-rich strains, um, and they just have a, a ton of um, medicinal value uh, for not only animals but humans as well. Great for treating children, for veterans. I mean, there's um, so many conditions and so many uh, people and animals that can benefit from it. Yeah. I, now, I love the fact that you bring up that you you talk to the growers about certain strains and everything. And it's so technical mm-hmm. how, how everything is grown. And I mean, I actually have friends who, who, who do grow marijuana um, as, for medicinal marijuana purposes. And so I want to talk a little bit about the, all the lab testing that I know your company do, does. And it's one of the things that you guys really pride yourself on. And why mm-hmm. is that so important? Well, interestingly, when we started, um, labs didn't even know how to test edibles at all. So we spent the first couple of years um, in business back in 2008, 2009, not knowing anything about the potency or the cannabinoid profile of our products. And so when we really started to dive into that, when the labs figured out how to do it and they were actually using our product to um, as their first test cases, so to speak, uh, we started to work that into our product development and really dial in the potency of our products, um, really dial in the different strains we were using, uh, the different cannabinoid profiles that we were looking for, learned a ton in that process, working closely with the lab. um, You just end up learning a lot about the different chemicals Um, the different ratios, and there's just so much information there. And uh, because we got our start early on, it really, um, we've sort of grown with that process as -hmm. as that new science has grown as well. And now that we um, are using the same labs that we used years ago, we've just got a great relationship with our lab. We test at every stage of um, production of the product, so that means that when we get the oil, we test that. For cannabinoid profile, we test it for biocontaminants. We want to rule out any heavy metals. Um, you know, we're, we're testing it for numerous things. And then when we make the product from that oil, we're also testing the products made with the oil. And those will go through the same type of testing uh, protocol. And all of those different test results just inform us uh, a few different things. A, did we get the potency for each of these treats exactly where we want it. Meaning when we say there's four milligrams in that chew, there better be four milligrams at Mm -hmm. least. And we always add 20% more cannabinoid content to all of our product because we want to make sure that the product actually uh, meets the standards that are listed on the packaging. Um, And that's, you know, that's no small task. It's, uh, it's, it's the kind of thing that takes a lot of um, really spot on meticulous uh, product development and execution, and you can't do that without the labs. So for us, it's a huge part of how we're successful at making a consistent product. Actually, yeah, and I, 
I was when I was researching for the show, and I was looking at a couple other uh, cannabis-based treats. Not many of them actually do this type of testing, so I, that really was a standout as far as I was concerned when I was looking at you guys. And I love that you can actually just click on the link on the specific treat, and you see all the lab testing, you know, the profiles mm-hmm. and the microbiologicals and everything like that. It's really fascinating. So good on you. And th- that brings you. me to to like one of the things that I thought was a major difference a differentiation for you guys is that you do that and you're very open about it but what Mm -hmm. else makes you different from some of the other treats that are on the market um in this space what what makes them better well i mean we've seen a lot of new um, products emerge and um we actually test a lot of these competing products that are out there because we're curious about you know the process and as i said before you can really learn a lot about a product by looking at the lab results and uh, for us, um, what we're realizing we're doing right that many of these competing products are not doing right is dialing in that um, consistency of the product and knowing how to create a completely consistent product from that process. And so uh, oftentimes we will test um, some of the other products that are out there and the cannabinoid content is like less than half of what the packaging states. And Mm. that leads me to believe that perhaps they're using inferior um, oil um, or they have an inferior process that's just not exactly producing a consistent product. Um, Or worse yet, they're just cutting corners um, Mm -hmm. so that they can throw a cheap product up on the shelf. And, you know, unfortunately, the, the public doesn't understand that if you don't look at the lab test results for a product, you you could be buying anything. Not only could you be buying uh, a substandard product that has less than half the cannabinoid content, but there might be heavy metals in there. Right. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the hemp that's grown, uh, especially in China, it's going to be contaminated with heavy metals. And those heavy metals make their way into that oil because when you extract the oil from a plant, you're getting a very concentrated uh, version of that plant. So... You know, a plant might test uh, negative for pesticides or heavy metals, but then when you extract the oil from the plant, it comes up positive. These are all things that the general public just doesn't know, and that's why we really try to educate the public. We do a lot of training with our customers. Um, We provide a lot of information about the science behind all of this so that people can make informed decisions. And with a lack of regulation around these types of products, it really is a free-for-all and... um, Folks don't know what they're getting themselves into. They, they don't know. They might be giving their animals something that could be harmful, not, not helpful. Well, there's a general lack of uh, red legislation and regulation around animal food in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you've got a brand new type of treats like this. It's, it's a free-for-all. And it's so trendy right now, too. So I'm really glad you bring that up because you can go in the store and you're like, oh, that's one of those things I heard about on that radio show. But make sure it's treatables uh, and not just some <laughs> random uh, cannabinoid treat. So let's mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about that too because it is a really new type of treat. It's it's very hot right now, but some folks are nervous about it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving my dog a treat made from marijuana. Isn't marijuana mm-hmm. illegal? That type of thing you hear. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you say to folks like that? Well, I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised at um, the uh, level of you know, informative, uh, you know, customers out there. I mean, people really, really go out and they look for this information now. And if you talk to people a year ago, 
you'd find a lot less people that knew about CBD than people today. And, and a lot has happened even in the last year, two years, three years um, in the past. So that's a really a good sign for us. But of course, there's still many people out there that don't know that CBD exists. They don't know that there's parts of the plant that have these amazing benefits that also don't get you high. Um, many people don't even know that THC can be toxic for animals. There's all these different things about um, cannabinoid science that the general public doesn't know. There's a lot of misunderstanding. There's a lot of misinformation. So we're I'm glad very- that folks, folks like you are helping to get rid of that misinformation. So yeah, talk- I mean, sadly, ahead, it's like the doctors that, that are the most um, ill-informed, unfortunately, because this information is actually kept from them strategically with the crazy laws that are in place around cannabis as a Schedule One narcotic and um, the, the inability to research it properly. So here we are. There's a product that's available on the market that the person that might know the least about it is your veterinarian, and mm-hmm. that's really unfortunate. Yeah, and I think it's. I think it also depends on where you live, because like I mentioned, where I live in Washington State, this is actually something that my vet brought up. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's just so much more widely thought of as okay here because it's legal here. And the and the general public in Washington is more informed because of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the this is the thing about cannabis uh, legalization versus. Um, you know, being disallowed to to even talk about this stuff. I mean, when people are informed, that's when they make better choices, not the other way around. Absolutely. So I want people to find out more about your your company because I think it's a really great company. Tell people where they can find out more online. So they can find us at treatables.com. There's a store locator on our um, website. They can go there and plug in their zip code and find any number of stores that carry the product. They can also order it directly from our website. Um, It's treatables spelled with an I. So it's T-R-E-A-T-I-B-L-E-S.com. They can certainly visit us um, through social media. We have, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of the usuals. And um, anytime they want to reach out to us, if they have any questions, we have a customer service department. We actually answer the phone when people call us. So feel (laughs) free to call. (laughs) And you're welcome to email us with any questions as well. Well, thank you so much, Juliana. Great stuff. So glad you could join us today. Thank you so much. Really nice talking to you. Stick around, pet lovers. Our next company's dog treats are so healthy and wholesome and yummy, there's actually a rumor that their human founder has been known to snack on them. We'll dig into the truth in just a few minutes after messages from Voice America's Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. 
Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to today's yummy show, pet lovers. We're geeking out on innovative, unique treats for our fur kids today. And our last treat is not only a big favorite for dogs, but it's also a big favorite of the earth. It's an earth-friendly treat, or treats, I should say, uh, and it's a, a big favorite of my pups. I would like to welcome to the show Cincy, Cindy Dunstan Quirk from Scout and Zoes. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you very much. I'm excited to have you here. You, I, as you and I have known each other for quite some time, and um, I'm really excited to have you on. So tell me, and I know the story, but I would love for you to tell our audience what's the what's inspired you to start Scout and Zoe's. Scout and Zoe's was inspired by Zoe. Zoe was my German Shepherd, and um, when she was six months old, she developed allergies, and so that exacerbated itself over her lifetime and. About the time she was um, six or seven, it just has had just taken hold really in a bad way. And I made it my mission to try to find things for her that she could enjoy despite her allergies. And so I went down this road trying to find her something to chew on, and it ultimately wound up with antlers, antler dog shoes. And then um, that really that that idea took off. Because it didn't eat, irritate her allergies or Scout's allergies. And then uh, when the Chinese chicken, chicken jerky started making a lot of dogs sick, that's when the, uh, the treat started. So uh, the inspiration was laying at the foot of my bed all along. And it just took me a little bit of time to figure it out and, and to go for it. You know, I think that's how a lot of companies get started is like, you, especially with our pets, we see an issue that we're, we go out looking for that product to solve our pet's problem and it's not there so we solve it ourselves and I love that about entrepreneurs like you so you guys started you, you started with the antler dog chews but you mentioned the animals getting sick on the Chinese treats so is that how you got into treats exactly that's exactly how I got into treats and it was a little bit more dramatic than that because I had because of their allergies I had tried to source things that both of them could eat which was hard because Zoe was allergic to beef and Scout is allergic to chicken and so it was really very difficult to find treats that they could both enjoy. So I decided on sweet potatoes. And I had done my due diligence, or I thought I had, and 
you know, went to the, the local store and found a bag of treats that I could get for him. And I thought that they were made in South Carolina. And one day I'm sitting up in my office and see a Facebook uh, post come along. And, and I thought, oh, the, the, they were all the recalled treats. And I thought, oh, my gosh, one of these looks sort of familiar. And I just about fell down the stairs trying to get down there, checking out um, if these treats were what I had. And lo and behold, it was. So in very, very small print, it had made in China. And that's when that was my line in the sand. It's like I had been thinking about making them. And that was when it's like, okay, today's the day. So we started out with carrots and sweet potatoes. And then that quickly became the uh, the chicken jerky that we have, the whole muscle chicken jerky. And that took off in a huge way. And then I think that was in 2013. And then in the fall of 2014, I thought, well, you know, if we can do chicken jerky, then we can do all these other really cool proteins like venison and kangaroo and things like that. So that's when all of that took off. And, you know, here we are, you know, two or three years later, and the uh, the treats are a huge source yeah. of revenue for us. I bet. I bet. And, and, and your treats and, and all of your products uh, really stand out for a lot of different reasons. So tell people what makes them different than things that are other things that are out there. What makes them better? Well, the, just the fact that they're U- United States sourced and produced is a huge thing. And we, we used to make all of these treats ourselves, but because the demand is so great, we have partners that make them for us now. And I visit those, those plants on a regular basis, and I would eat off the floor of these plants. I mean, I'm pretty particular about the way things are, are done. But what makes them even more special is that we know that these raw ingredients are human grade because in a lot of instances, the um, like the chicken jerky, uh, the chicken plant is just like a quarter of the mile down the road from where it's made into jerky. So these chickens haven't been in chicken heaven for longer than a couple of hours before it's made into our chicken jerky. So I know because that plant makes uh, or processes chicken for uh, restaurants, uh, that is human-grade chicken. It's not pet-grade chicken. So I I eat these treats to prove how safe they are. So that's like the coup de grace or, you know, the the capping uh, issue right there is if it's not safe for me to eat, then I won't give it to my dogs. And if I won't give it to my dogs, then it'll never be in our assortment. So these treats are ultra safe for everybody. Now I had heard I had heard that you ate your treats, and I I, I was pretty sure it was probably true, just because I know you personally. I thought, yeah, I bet you she does. I, I got to ask you though, <laughs> have you chewed on the antlers? Uh, actually, I have. Uh, <laughs> and a friend of mine, his son, had chewed on them when he was a wee pup too. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. But yes, I have. Well, and I, that's one of the things that I like. I mean, I mentioned that they're earth friendly. I that's one of the things that drew me to you guys in the first place, because so many of the dog chews that are out there are things that involve, you know, uh, using animal parts and and things like that. And, and in some cases, that's the industry that's that's driving animal farms and things like that. Is is so mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're using, you know, basically discarded antlers. Oh, yeah. And that's that's like the best part of this. I mean, especially with the antler business, because when I started, they weren't everywhere. And now they're pretty ubiquitous. But um, I mean, everybody, almost everybody has an antler product now. But we use only wild shed. So the antlers are dropped by Mother Nature, you know, when they when the deer or the elk or whatever are done with them, although we only use elk. Um, Nature discards them. Uh, we take them uh, from the ground, you know, brokers or, or Native Americans and 
hunters pick them up and sell them to brokers and then we buy them and we use every portion of the antlers so it's a completely 100% recycle job on these antlers because nature discards them we repurpose them into dog chews and everybody wins so it's it's very ecologically friendly and they last forever I mean (laughs) oh they do they do and then and then because they last forever um we decided that maybe senior dogs who didn't have great teeth, or we call them dogs who are less inclined to chew. We don't say lazy dogs. We say <laughs> dogs who are less inclined. We we start. That's why we started the antler splits and the mm-hmm. canine cookies is to expose that marrow so that dogs who wanted the joy of having an antler but didn't want all the work of getting through it. That's why those came out. Oh, that's genius. I love I love it. Yeah, our our dog Uller like. He loves to gnaw on those things, so it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a favorite too for him for sure. So, you guys are very innovative, and I I love that about you, and I love that you're always looking to the environment. You're looking to solve the problem that's out there in the industry. Uh, what's on the horizon? Is there anything you can share for stuff that you're currently developing? Well, sort of. Uh, we're in R and D all the time at Scout and Zoe's because I'm always trying to find things for my pups as they age that's what actually uh, developed the the antler splits is because Zoe was aging and um, we've got some products in R&D right now one of them is a fish product that will be very very good for the environment um, that we can't really tell you much about it right now but it will be launched at Super Zoo in July of this year well and we are going to have a show at Super Zoo so I'm sure we'll mention it then <laughs> well you'll have to come by the booth and see it for yourself I it'll be very cool will. I absolutely will so, so tell people we've got just about a minute left tell people where they can find Scout and Zoe's you can find Scout and Zoe's at our website that would be scoutandzoe's.com and everything's spelled out in Zoe's is Z-O-E-S and then in your local pet store. And if they don't carry the Scout and Zoe's brand, uh, ask them to because, or call us and tell us who your favorite pet store is or where it is. And we'll call them for you and say, Hey, uh, Maggie down the street wants to, she's a regular customer of yours and wants to buy her treat. So um, let's get some treats in there for you. Fantastic. I I love it. And I believe that we had some other guests that were on the line that uh, didn't get introduced at first. Would you like to quickly introduce those guys? Because we certainly heard from them during the show. You did. It's uh, Zoe. Well, Zoe passed away in 2014, but Scout is here and Ziva, our new German Shepherd pup, who is now a year old. uh, She's the uh, source of angst in Scout's life right now. But yes, they are here with me. (laughs) Awesome. And I'm sure she is an avid uh, taste tester of your new treats as well. Oh, my gosh, you would not believe they just relish their role as taste testers and uh, chief doggy happiness officers at Scout and Zoe's. And Ziva actually has her own surprise pack now. It's a monthly subscription service for the treats, and she picks them out. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great thing to learn about, too, on your website. Thanks so much for coming today, Cindy. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. That's all we have today, pet lovers. But tune in next week. We're going to get geeky for all things tech for pets. Lots of exciting stuff, including some stuff from SuperZoo. We'll see you next week on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lori and Clemens, for another edition next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend.